I text him one day and I'm like, ha, I cannot believe I did this. Text him and said, I like actually don't know if I can proclaim this to the internet. If you are listening to this, then you are officially listening to the first full length episode of Tessa Talks. I am so glad to have you here or have you back if you listen to my intro episode. But today we are going to be ranking, get ready for it, folks. Yep, you guessed it, my most embarrassing moments. I just want to take you down memory lane with me. And afterwards, I actually put on my Instagram story and asked some of my listeners slash followers, if you listen to my first episode, you're actually now one of my listeners, to tell me some of their embarrassing stories. And y'all have had some traumatic stuff happen to you. So I cannot wait to dive into those afterwards because I was absolutely cackling absolutely cackling. So usually I wouldn't want to go with the number four. I don't really love even numbers, but I am ranking my top four most embarrassing moments going from least embarrassing to most embarrassing. These stories are from either high school and college or going all the way up from high school to college. And I will say that I've gotten older. My behavior has gotten less risky. Some of these are a little... I don't know. You can just take that with a grain of salt, but my prefrontal cortex is almost developed, so we can holler for that. That's really exciting, and that's all I have to say on that. Let's jump in, starting with, well, I guess how to categorizing it. These are my top four most embarrassing, but the least of the top puts us back about six months ago. Zoom is peaking right now. We're in quarantine. I just graduated and I don't know about you guys, but my friends and I were always constantly trying to hang out on Zoom and I got a text from one of my friends and he said, hey Tessa, I hope you're listening to this by the way, you know who you are. Hey Tessa, some of us are Zooming right now, come join our Zoom. Being the naive person that I am, just thinking that everyone is kind and wants the best for me. I stopped what I'm doing. I was packing up my my house that I lived in in college and hopped on my computer. It was actually dying and I just plugged it in. So the fact that I went to these links just to be embarrassed is even more embarrassing itself. And typed in the meeting ID, so excited. Do you know what the meeting was? Mm-hmm. It was a fraternity recruitment meeting. Yes, They were strategizing how to get new members in the midst of a pandemic, and I had no idea. I thought it was going to be my little squad hanging out, and I just logged on and froze. Everyone laughed. I have never clicked leave meetings so fast in my life. I didn't really know what to think. It took a second for me to register because I saw my friend's brother, and he's great. He always hangs out with us, and I was like, oh, he's here. We're all just hanging out, and then I was like, why are all these other freshman boys here? Because we don't hang out with those people. We don't hang out with those people. And then it it clicked. I was like, "Mm." then I saw the meeting topic. And then it had insert fraternity name, recruitment meeting. So that one was pretty bad. Had to recover from that. Got a lot of texts from my friends saying, ha ha, just saw you in that meeting. So that one was pretty bad. But not, it wasn't horrible. It was, I was able to get over it. I was a little older. I didn't just sit and burn with anxiety and embarrassment afterwards. I 
brushed myself off and just got some sushi and called it a day. Um, but the next story, so we're getting increasingly more embarrassing. This is in the year 2016. I'm a senior in high school and my friends and I, we were determined to go to Coachella. I don't know in what world this seemed like a good idea. Mom and dad, why? You should have said no. You should have said no. It would have saved me. But, you know, I begged. They, My parents, bless their heart, they let me skip afternoon class to wait for the pre- the pre-ordering of the Coachella tickets, weekend two, obviously. And <laughs> I just cannot believe that I grew up in a place where it was normal for 17 and 18-year-olds to go to world-renowned music festivals in Palm Springs and act like you're not 17 and 18 and you're a lot older than you actually are. I got excused from econ because we were skipping Friday to drive up to the desert. And so there's about five or six of us. We rent a house. I were we're pretending to be little Kylie Jenner minions in the Palm Desert. And I have my outfits. Literally, I've been planning my outfits for weeks now. I'm feeling myself. I'm like, yes, queen, you're amazing. You're with your friends. And so we're all dressed up. We get there. And I was so excited to see Lewis the Child. That was one of the main people I wanted to see there. And First of all, when I tell you, I mean, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a desert. It's hot as hell. And it's spring, so it's hot as hell. And it's dusty. I've been drinking a ton of water, trying to fuel up, drinking electrolytes, etc. Trying to be on my best behavior because I was kind of nervous and I don't really love crowds. So I was like, I got to make sure we're all good. We're just standing there in the crowd in the Sahara tent. If you're familiar, you know. And if you don't know, it's one of Coachella's biggest tents. It was absolutely packed and just surrounded by all these beautiful young people. I'm like, this is the peak of my life. Nothing I do after this is relevant. I'm good. I'm checking out. I'm. This is it. This is it. This moment is it. I'm standing next to my best friend, Marissa. And I start to feel really lightheaded. And I'm like, Marissa, I think I'm going to faint. She goes, no, you're not. Just grab onto my arm. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I can't faint. I really wanted to see them. And then I know it's Marissa's favorite too. I'm like, I can't make her leave the Sahara tent with me. It would be so embarrassing. I want them to be able to see who they paid for. So I'm grabbing onto her arm. I just looked at her. I said, no, no, no. And as they're walking on stage, everything goes black. I faint onto a group of shirtless men behind me. My head almost hits the dirt or so I've been told. And then these guys ca caught me and picked me up. And when I say like a whole circle of people just sort of backed up. So it's just me and I'm like, <gasps> and I sort of wake up and I'm like, what happened? What happened? And they're like, you fainted, you fainted. And then everyone starts screaming, oh my gosh, this girl did Molly and she fainted. And I was like, what's Molly? I don't know what Molly is. I go to the medical tent with Marissa. She's amazing. She walked with me and got some water, sat down and chilled and then rallied, went back in. And then it continues. We keep seeing people from our high school and then they're like, oh my gosh, so-and-so texted us and said you fainted during Lewis the Child and everyone was talking about it. I'm like, great, awesome. I'm I'm the girl that fainted during Lewis the Child. Then the rest of the day, I was so stressed and so claustrophobic. I couldn't even have a good time. And I called my friend Abby, who actually is in 
the next story also is one of the main main players called Abby and I said I will pay you to come pick me up I cannot be here anymore I'm stressed I, I can't be here also looking back I'm not sure why I ever thought this would be a good idea for me to attend it's it's like literally this event is like the antithesis of everything that I enjoy like it doesn't line up with anything that I enjoy like I enjoy air conditioning sweatpants and hot coffee and that's pretty much it and none of those things are present at Coachella so Abby comes I sell my ticket to my other friend and I get my money back and I just dip and the worst part is you know in everything in high school you get back everyone's like oh you fainted at Coachella and you have to explain and then your econ teacher says to you in front of the whole class Tessa how was Coachella? And I was like, oh, haha. And then a boy in the class shouts out, oh, she fainted. And I'm like, really? Really? Like, okay, thank you. So far, we've covered my Zoom meeting debacle, Coachella fainting. And next, this is quite the tale. This is, I don't want to say it was a defining moment in my life, but it it was. We're back in high school again. And high school Tessa is about to be a junior. There's two days before school starts. And she was like, I got to live it up one last time before I come a junior because everyone says junior year is the hardest. And honestly, it was. It was pretty hard. So we, when I say we, my group of girlfriends, we are like, we need to go TPing. This was our thing. We're big into TPing. We literally did it from seventh grade to 12th grade religiously, like big TPers. If I'm exposing us, well, hopefully we don't, we're not going to do it again because we might've phased out, but never say never. The first thing we did was drive 45 minutes away to get Krispy Kreme. Abby was driving. And on the way back, it's about one o'clock in the morning. We said, we need to go TP. This one guy, one of our guy friends who we were with earlier in the night. So we go to the CVS, the 24 hour CVS buy a ton of toilet paper, hop in Abby's little two-door Jeep. That's an important side note. Don't forget two-door tiny Jeep. Hop in her little Jeep and start driving towards the neighborhood. We have all the toilet paper unwrapped. Abby doesn't really want to teepee, so I'm like, fine. Me and my other friend will do it. The plan was that her and I were going to teepee the house and then we were going to hop in the front seat together and then reconvene around the corner and have one of us hop back in the in the back seat if we ran out of time. So obviously, if you have any sensible bone in your body, which I know a lot of you do, this doesn't sound a good like a good idea. It just doesn't sound good. So we get to the house and we start TPing, and they have this huge tree. It's like a like a TPer's dream. So we're TPing having a time of our lives. I'm like silently cracking up. She's cracking up. We're all laughing, taking Snapchats, being the 16-year-olds that we were. And we see the lights turn on and we're like, oh my gosh. And all the guys run out from the house next door. And that's when it dawns on us, oh no, we're TPing the wrong house. So at this point, we've been caught. Caught red-handed. So we stop what we're doing and we do our plan. We go, 
hop in the car. She hops in first. I hop in second at the exact same time that one of our friends grabs the door handle of the car, one of the guys who ran out of the house, Abby slams on the gas. And so he rips the car door open literally in the same split second that she starts driving. So when I say I fly out of this car and so does my other friend next to me, I mean, we got air. We got air. I don't know how I didn't break a bone. She is just completely scratched up on the whole entire back of her legs and everyone's screaming. We're all screaming. I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I broke my arm. I broke my arm. I broke my arm. And they're all the guys are laughing. They're like, you didn't break your arm. You literally didn't even fall. And I'm like, yes, I did. Have you ever fallen out of a moving vehicle? Because it's scary. And I'm just crying. I was set into a tizzy because (laughs) I was wearing the new jeans that my mom had bought me for the first day of school. And they were all ripped. And I was just started freaking out and I was just saying, everyone, my jeans, my jeans. And they're like, your jeans? I'm like, my jeans. My mom just bought me these jeans. And I'm so worried now that my mom is going to be mad. And I'm like, uh, hello. Also, look at your body. You're bleeding from your arm and your whole entire right leg. Way more important than your jeans. But again, 16-year-old mind, prefrontal cortex, barely formed. My other friend's bleeding everywhere. And we don't know what to do, so we just hop back in the car, and basically, we're all still screaming. I go back to my house, and I tell my mom that I tripped, and she was like, uh, there's no way. I go into my room, cry for 10 minutes, and then I'm like, mom, I fell out of a car in front of 15 people, and I ripped my jeans, and she, needless to say, she wasn't excited or happy, and it was, it was bad. And if you think it ends here, it doesn't. This was also in the age that Yik Yak was very popular. And for those of you who don't know what Yik Yak is, you can anonymously post a status about others. And it was huge at my school. And I I became a little, a little famous on Yik Yak. Um, not me posting, people posting about me, um, saying things like Tessa fell out of a car, ha, ha, ha dumb girls that fall out of cars, ha, 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 et cetera. All those things, expletives that fall out of cars, ha, ha, ha. So I was pretty embarrassed. Um, Actually, like very embarrassed. That's why this is number two. We're getting pretty close up there. I really should have gone to the doctor if looking back. We're almost to the end of the story, but I get to the first day of school. And when I say these guys are laughing at me, I mean like, like cackling, 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 cackling. And then one of them comes up to me and says, oh, aren't you the girl that fell out of a car? And I've never talked to him before. And I was like, oh, haha. And he was like, yeah, I saw that all over Yik Yak. Oh, also my friends that were there, they created like a video game simulation of you on their Xboxes of you two falling out of the white Jeep. And we've all been laughing at it. And I just don't know, that's not really like a good intro to meeting a person for the first time, but that did not make me feel um, super happy. And so I said, never talk to me again, and then walked away like the queen that I am. And um, that that's the falling out of the car story. And future employers, if you're listening to this, I am a scholarly woman dedicated to academia and I don't fall out of cars anymore. So 
I'm just going to leave that there and you can do with that what you will. And finally, we have gotten to my most embarrassing moment. Honestly, boldest moment also. Again, we're in high school at this time, but this this carries us to this past December. Sophomore year, I am in AP history class and I'm sitting next to this guy. Let's just call him, what's a good name? We'll just call him John, like John Doe. Sitting next to John in class and I'm like, wow, John is so cool. He's in a band. He doesn't play football or lacrosse like all the other guys I know. I think he's so cool. And I'm probably going to fall madly in love with him because he can play the guitar. And that is like the epitome of, of everything that I want at this time in my life. So I fall madly deeply in love with this John sitting next to me in class. And one day, my friend, if you're listening to this, hi. Also, if John ever listens to this, why, why'd you got to do this? Why'd you got to be like this? Anyways, so sitting next to John in class, can't focus, can't tell you anything about AP history, except the Mongols rode horses and India's decentralized. That is the only thing that I learned in a whole entire year because I was so obsessed with this guy, John. Honestly, those are two strong facts, though, so I have no regrets. My One of my girlfriends like, you just need to tell him that you like him. I'm like, um, I don't really know if that's my vibe. And she's like, you should just do it because you sit around and talk about him so much and we're so tired of it. Just tell him. So I was like, okay, yeah. So I have his number, obviously, because I'm always like, haha, did you have the notes? Even though my notes were flawless, you know, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. And... I text him one day and I'm like, ha, I cannot believe I did this. Text him and said, um, I like actually don't know if I can proclaim this to the internet. I said, hey, I like you. Literally just out of the blue on text. It's <laughs> so bad. And he goes, ha ha, is this a joke? And I go, no. And then he says, oh, that's so flattering. Thanks. And then we never talk again. We never talk again. And this was in the spring. So we had two more months of class. I I got a two on the AP history test. So that's probably his fault. He probably should, should have foot the bill for that test because AP tests are expensive. And at that point in my life, I've moved on. I miss moving on. I'm, I'm done. I don't need no man. Time has passed. I don't think about him anymore. Six years go by. Six years go by. I'm home for Christmas break, senior year of college. My mom's having some friends over, and she said, Tessa, can you go grab us some sparkling water? And I'm like, sure, I'll go grab some. It's in the garage. I'm out in the garage. And then my sister comes out and says, Tessa, the guy who's delivering pizza says that he he knows you from high school. And I'm like, who do I know who delivers pizza? Because I feel like I'm like well acquainted with all of my other friends' occupations at this point. And I'm like, who is it? I have no idea who this is. I'm like, oh, I'll come in and say hi. And guess who is standing in my kitchen next to my mom? That's right, John. Six years later, and he goes, hey. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hey, John. 
good to see you. It's been so long. And you would think that after six years, I would have been able to handle this normally. But you, if you know me, it's just impossible. I'm just staring at him and I'm like, oh, you work for this pizza place. That's so cool. Because I literally don't know what else to say. And he goes, yeah, I thought this was your name when I saw it on the ticket. Um, Really nice house. And then I was like, oh, good to see you. And then I ran back into the garage and just left him standing there with my mom. That That is my most embarrassing moment, I think, because it was so, it has scanned so many different times in my life that the fact that I'm an adult woman after all this time and I still get like cringed out to speak about it. So that is my top four most embarrassing moments. And now I would love to jump into some of my followers' stories. Okay, so this next story I'm about to tell is probably one of my most favorite embarrassing stories from a friend. I've had this relayed to me in real life, and she just sent me a voice memo of her retelling it to me so I could be refreshed. And it's pretty good. So she has just graduated high school in this time, and she's going to a grad party. And she's never been to the house before. She gets to the neighborhood and she starts following this guy inside the gates because she doesn't have the gate code and she can see that he's kind of young looking. So she probably figures he's a family friend. So she's driving up and she gets to the cul-de-sac and she sees all of her friend's cars. She thinks I must be at the right place. So she follows this guy into the house and pretty much she walks in meets the parents and is like, oh, we're so happy you're here. We love having people over. And she sees that there's not really anyone there. So she's like, oh, it's so nice to meet you too. Thinking this is kind of weird. Where is everyone? So she starts playing with their dog to pass the time. And the mom and dad say, oh, the kids are all upstairs. And she goes, oh, where's the party? She looks over and she sees that there's a dinner table set for about five or six people. And then all of a sudden, three 20-year-olds walk downstairs and they're like, hey. And she freezes and it's like, what do I tell them? I'm in the wrong house. Like, this is not the right place. So she tells the family, I'm so sorry. I'm supposed to be at Hannah's house up the street. And they all start cracking up. And the mom goes, oh, we thought that you were so-and-so's new girlfriend and the boy that she followed inside goes um are you serious and she and she's like um and then she's all flustered because this guy was being rude for no reason and she says I'm really gonna have to go and then the mom says oh we'll have our son walk you up the street and the mom insists and so she's walking up the street and she's all frazzled and starts making all these weird jokes and then he humbly admits that he's attending Stanford and they get to the top of the hill and she's huffing and puffing and she rings the doorbell. The whole party is standing there at the door because they've been waiting for her and they all thought that she had brought a date to this party and in fact she had just gone to the wrong house and then everyone started laughing at her and then she stayed at the party for 10 minutes and went home so and then the boy went home back to his girlfriend and his friend and his parents so (laughs) that one that's tragic that's tragic I feel like my embarrassing stories are bad but that one you like feel that one I start sweating when I hear that 
The next story, I feel it's more sad than embarrassing, but it's it's so wild that I have to share it. So this is from one of my girlfriends who says, when I was in sixth grade, I really liked this guy and it was almost summer and he asked one of our other friends for my number. I texted him nonstop for weeks and he finally asked to meet up and do a double date with my one girlfriend and one of his guy friends that liked her. So we met up at the mall and texted me as I was with him, where are you? And I thought he was just being cute and flirty. So I said, where are you in all caps? And he was like, no, seriously, are you coming or not? And I got so confused until he pulled aside my one girlfriend and asked where I was. And she pointed to me and he thought that he was talking to another girl with the same name the whole entire time. That one hurts. Like sixth grade. That's sad. I want to. I'm hugging you over Christmas break. I'm going to come hug you and we're just going to let that one go. The next one. (laughs) She says, a few years ago, I was going on my first Tinder date ever with the guy who looked super cute on his profile and we had great banter. He seemed super cool and funny. Since it was my first time meeting up with someone I didn't know, I told my best friend that if I didn't text her in an hour and a half, I probably have been kidnapped and to come find me. I go on the date and the cute guy shows up. Not as cute or funny as he was in his photos, and he was super awkward. I go to text my friend, who coincidentally has the same last name as the guy on the date. I said, he's pretty weird. This is going to be quick. And I press send. As soon as I sent it, his phone vibrates on the table. And that's when I realized I sent the text to him. I froze, and my fight or flight kicked in, and I reached across the table and just grabbed his phone out of his hand and said, Oh, shoot. I sent you a super embarrassing text that I meant to send to my friends. I played it off that it was a message saying something like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. I was absolutely mortified. That was a close one. Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. This one, (laughs) she says, as long as it's anonymous, we had a virtual wine night slash bingo night for my church on Zoom. I was so close to winning bingo, I didn't realize I was not muted on Zoom, and I screamed out, I need to win bingo. God owes me this. I'm still single, and I need to procreate. Yep, everyone heard. Several people came up to me at church the next Sunday, too. It was great. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. This one. (laughs) I was listening to call her daddy inside of my house, And my dad pulls into the driveway in my car. He needed to borrow it. The Bluetooth connects when you get close enough to the car. And (laughs) Call Her Daddy started playing in the car with my dad. And that's the end of that story. But if you know anything about Call Her Daddy, I mean, her and her dad, I don't, they didn't talk for a day afterwards because they're so mortified. And this is my last one. This is another good one. One time freshman year, I was talking to this guy. I told my mom his name. (laughs) She told my grandma. My grandma went on Facebook and looked him up. Turns out she knew his aunt, so she called his aunt and told her that we were dating. We hadn't gone on a single date, and then he texted me asking what my grandma's name was and that she told his aunt we were dating. Safe to say the rest of the semester was painfully awkward. 
So that is all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed listening to all these embarrassing stories. I have loved talking with you. If you have any suggestions on what you would like me to cover in our next episode, please reach out to me and I have loved doing this. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.